0: LinkedIn
1: helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
0: Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network.
1: Welcome back, BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe G, Aaron we're with you on a football Friday. It's a big week in the NFL, week nine, but it might be an even bigger week in college football because the game we have and the games we have, let's talk about them right now. One of our favorite guests, Pam Maldonado, Yahoo Sports, and the Stack of Stats podcast. She's joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com. To learn more pam welcome back to the show and it's a big one this weekend a lot of big games let's just start with the biggest one i can't wait to hear what you think tennessee and georgia now this number was way bigger i think last week i saw it about 11 and a half when it opened we're down to eight now my feeling is i just got to take the points with this tennessee team i just think they're so good and that offense is so dynamic what do you think with two of the best teams in the country
2: I do want to take my time about this game because there's a lot of conflict. There's a lot of people in Georgia. There's a lot of people in Tennessee. I love Tennessee in this game. Give me Tennessee on the money line. Give me the Tennessee with the points at plus eight and a half, plus eight, whatever it is, this number can't be enough. I believe in this Tennessee offense. I believe it's still also very much undervalued. Quarterback Hendon Hooker, he is absolutely the X factor in this game. A six foot four mobile quarterback that can scramble escape the pass rush, and he can sling it. He rushed for 112 yards against Florida. He's averaging nearly 10 yards per pass attempt. That is number one in the country and could definitely come into play here. With Hooker, the Vols are averaging 47 points per game, and that's against ranked defenses in Pitt, Florida, LSU, Alabama, Kentucky, Georgia's defense is going to give Hooker all the time in the world to find an open man downfield. Bottom 15 in sacks for this Georgia's defense. The Bulldogs' best pass rusher is linebacker Nolan Smith. He has only three total sacks in eight games this season. He's out for the season, so now you don't even have that on your your lineup. Georgia's defense's stats, this is where it really gets me. They're padded based off of the schedule of opponents. The Georgia defense allowed 8.5 yards per pass attempt, 22 points to Kent State, who can't even win inside the MAC conference. Allowed 7.3 yards per pass attempt and 20 points to Florida. And now the Georgia defense is facing the number one quarterback in yards per pass attempt in the country. Now you have to ask yourself if this becomes a shootout because it's a high total of 66 and a half and it's ticking up. I trust hooker over Georgia quarterback in Stetson Bennett, who's had two games of 50% completion and just two touchdowns combined in those games. And I have to go back to last year. And I know that some people are going to say it's irrelevant, but if you look at last year, it was remember when Alabama quarterback Bryce Young did to Georgia last year, three carries for 40 yards and 420 yards passing. To me, this is that.
1: Love the breakdown. We are so lucky to have Pam on the show on Fridays. Okay, before we get to Alabama LSU, I have to ask you about Texas at Kansas State because it has been kind of interesting for Kansas State. They had that tough loss at TCU, and then they absolutely destroy
2: Oklahoma State. So what are you expecting in this one? Kansas State had that tough loss because Adrian Martinez went out from injury. The second string quarterback went out from injury. And then you kind of get left with well, what do we do? I love K State plus two and a half, and I know that it is going against my horns, hook them horns. But because I can never bet against my team, I'm also looking to the under on 54 and a half. But to me, this line is indicative that Kansas State quarterback Adrian Martinez is back in the lineup. And I can't say how much I love him in this offense. He is a Tasmanian devil on the field. Leads the Big 12 quarterbacks in rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, and yards per attempt. Martinez is an absolute gamer that I believe should be considered for an NFL spot, at least maybe as a backup. But I love my horns for this season, of course, every year. But I'm cheating on them for sure with K-State. That's my side (laughs) chick right now. Against mobile (laughs) quarterbacks, Texas has absolutely struggled. We've seen it. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, he had a Heisman moment. He was down 17-19 late in the fourth quarter, rushed for 20 yards for a first down to put the Crimson Tide in field goal range to win that game. And now you have an even more mobile quarterback in uh, Adrian Martinez. Now, if I'm talking about not wagering against my own team, then look to the under, because we saw Texas quarterback, Quinn Ewers, he struggled against pressure against an Oklahoma State pass rush, 19 to 49, three interceptions and K-State has a top 30 pass rush. So Ewers can definitely struggle potentially here. Defensive end Felix and I, am going to butcher his name and I Kuzoma, seven and a half sacks this season. He is a six, four monster of a player. Texas' best defense against the run. So this should be a competitive matchup for an underplay.
1: Pam, you know, almost every year at this time of the year, this weekend, we would start with Alabama-LSU. I mean, it feels weird. It's the third game we're getting to, but it's a little bit different this year. LSU obviously not on that level. Alabama right now at BetMGM, a 13.5-point favorite on the road, 56.5 on the total. What do you think? here? Alabama's kind of fallen off the radar, but they'll probably find their way back, I'm sure, in the next couple of weeks? Your thought on this game, Alabama a little bit less than a two touchdown favorite.
2: I would argue that LSU is on that level because Alabama is on the road and LSU plus 13 and a half is the play for me. I'm not sure, I don't have the confidence like I do with Tennessee to pull off the upset, but I believe it will be competitive because this is a Death Valley home crowd. And if anyone's ever been there, it is loud, it is ruckus. It is just like a next level atmosphere. The LSU Tigers have the seventh best second half defense in college football, limiting opponents to seven points per game in the second half just five at home and we saw a glimpse of how dominant that defensive force can be because they held Ole Miss to zero points in the second half just two weeks ago and that's not atypical of this team Alabama struggles on the road this is a historical fact two and five against the spread last two seasons as an away team Bryce Young just one touchdown pass against Texas early in the season 53 percent completion one interception against Arkansas before injury Alabama had its first loss of the season on the road to Tennessee, had its only loss of the season last year at A&M. Now you got to head into Death Valley for a night game against one of the best second half defenses in the country. This could definitely be more competitive than a lot of people are willing to admit.
0: Price and coverage match limited by state law. All
1: right, we've got to get to your dog of the week. Who do you like this week?
2: Man, there's actually not a lot of dogs that I like (laughs) besides 10. Well, other than Tennessee and LSU, those are my two dogs. Like I want, I am firing on both of them confidently. I would like to make those my best bets. My best bet was a favorite yesterday in app state. That was a stinker. So I'm going to roll with the two dogs that I love and it's LSU plus 13 and a half at home and Tennessee on the road that I am calling for an upset. Give me the money line for Tennessee.
1: Pam, let's talk about Clemson-Notre Dame. Um, It's interesting. You know, Clemson is kind of – they just – I don't think they're that great, but they've continued to win, and they're Mm -hmm. in this mix now. And if they continue to win, they're probably going to find their way to the playoff. Your thought on this game and then big picture on Clemson, are they better than I think, or are they just having a year where they've been able to get through their schedule in the ACC and kind of stick to where they're they're at in these standings? I mean, they're only a a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Notre Dame. That kind of opened my eyes. Wow, that's – I thought the number – considering their record and where they are would be higher. What what do you think on this game and then big-picture Clemson?
2: Well, let's give some credit to Notre Dame's offense. It seems to have found a bit of a run game. You have running back Audric Estime, who is finding a bit of a groove. He's coming off 123 rushing yards last week against Syracuse. He had another 134 against North Carolina early in the season. It is this run game that the that the Fighting Irish have found rhythm with. But they're also a top 25 pass rush in the country, and DJ Uyunglele. We saw him get benched a couple, just against Syracuse in a 27-21 narrow win, but that was because of backup quarterback, and he had two interceptions in that game. So I think it's a, one team is trending up, one team is trending down. I was higher on Clemson coming into the season. I was starting to believe that DJU was a quarterback that potentially could be in the Heisman talks. But I am starting to see that there is vulnerabilities both here on offense and defense while Notre Dame is starting to gel together. They had a new coach. They had a new offensive coordinator. So it's fine. It's giving them time to find a bit of a rhythm. They're starting to find that rhythm. I would definitely back with Notre Dame here in this spot, three and a half catching the hook at home. I do like them in this position.
1: What about big picture when it comes to the college football um Uh,
2: rankings and also any futures that you might be on. Well Tennessee is an interesting talk because if you're on board with me for Tennessee defeating Georgia this week, then there's two options mm-hmm. that you could back for them in the features and that's backing the vols plus 325 to win the SEC and then why not fire on eight to one to win the national title? They're their fourth favorite right now up on the board to win the national uh, behind Alabama even still in the odds behind Alabama behind Georgia. So why not fire on them at eight to win then eight to one to win the natty. With the best quarterback right now in all of college, their defense—I mean, they struggle against the pass, but they have a really solid pass rush. They have a really solid run uh, run defense. It's eight to one to me screams mega value. If they, of course, they would have to get through Georgia this week.
1: Uh, Pam. Big picture question here. You mentioned you think it's good value on Tennessee, and I agree with you. Right now, and things could change a month, two months from now when we actually play these playoff games, but who do you think the best team in college football is? Because the odds don't say it's Tennessee, and I know they are underdogs this week on the road, but they've been the most impressive team I've watched. Maybe they don't have the biggest talent base in terms of the roster, but they're the best team I've watched this year. Who do you think the best team in college football is right now?
2: Well, we've seen – Excuse me. What we've seen in the last few years um, with teams that win the national title has been offense. It doesn't matter what defense is on the other side. It's offense. We saw with Alabama when they had all the wide receivers with Devontae Smith, back Jones. That was one of the best wide receiver groups that we have seen. We saw it again in, I mean, every year we see it where it's offense wins in the national title. Who's going to put up the most points and just absolutely truck whatever defense is on the other side? Isn't that Tennessee right now? We already saw it against Alabama. I'm not convinced that Georgia is even the best defense because look at the roster of opponents that they have played Kent State. They haven't even placed one ranked team. There's just like a big drop off padded stats. I mentioned it earlier it's got to be Tennessee. They're the most complete team. You have a mobile quarterback facing a mobile quarterback. I don't think people undervalue one, the pace of play and Tennessee plays fast. Number two, you have a mobile quarterback and they who can scramble against anything facing a mobile quarterback is always going to be a big X factor in any matchup, whether it's a national title title or not. And we saw it again with Bryce Young in his Heisman moment against Georgia a couple last season it really comes into fruition here. Complete team. We don't I don't think we have one. The team that has who plays well on its strength, Tennessee. I love it. I love it. (sighs) Ha. I might have
1: to do that future while there is still value. Um, all right. Well, we've got to talk NFL. Congratulations. You went 5-0 and in the contest. Um, what are some of your favorite
2: NFL plays? Side, total, teaser, what, what do you have in mind uh, for this week in the NFL? I love the New Orleans Saints plus 2.5 at home to the Baltimore Ravens. And it's because, I mean, at home to the Ravens, you have – Excuse me, I completely went blank for a quick second, but the Saints have one of the best red zone. The Saints have one of the best red zone offenses in the NFL. 30% of the red red zone plays for New Orleans has resulted in a touchdown. That is the second best in the league. The Ravens defense, the kryptonite for this team, it's not Lamar Jackson and the offense. Instead, it's the defense. The overall Baltimore defense is allowing the most red zone plays in the league and then allowing nearly two-thirds of those trips to be converted into touchdowns, not forcing field goals. That's a big problem. We have seen Lamar Jackson and company they get out to these leads. We've seen it week after week where they're coming out to double-digit leads, and then they're either losing the game outright or they're winning by just like a narrow margin. They've led in every NFL game this season, but they hit a brick wall late in the game. And the problem for Baltimore is that they are the second worst in the NFL for opponent fourth quarter scoring. Well, the Saints are number two the second best team in fourth quarter scoring. So it's a tale of two teams. You have the Saints offense that rallies in the fourth quarter. The Ravens are losing focus. And you, if you look at the box scores, you can't just say, oh, they're like, why are they allowing these teams to get back in? They have six turnovers in the fourth quarter of games this season. Either it's Lamar Jackson is trying to do too much for this team, for this offense in the fourth quarter, and he gets tired. <laughs> or the defense gets tired from having fourth. We, I don't know what the problem is or what the fix is, but there's six turnovers in the fourth quarter of games this year from the Ravens. Turnovers often lead to points for the other teams. So the Saints are definitely a live dog because of the Ravens' lack of red zone defense and fourth quarter woes.
1: Yeah, I like that one. And and the Ravens are so weird, Pam, because they've had ten point leads in every game this year, but they're barely over five hundred. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're the kind of team yeah. it's those turnovers. It's the fourth quarter. It's it's turnovers. It's they're a weird team. Like I could see them going on a run through January and maybe making the Super Bowl. I could also see them losing their first game when they're up ten. They just they blow the game. It, yeah. It's been a it's been a bizarre year for the Baltimore Ravens. Pam, we always appreciate you hopping on. Great stuff, and we appreciate your time here. That was Pam Maldonado on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line the phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across america get back to their best in the bedroom visit getmyphoenix.com to learn more we got a lot to jump into the rest of the show paul and and will tell us where he and joe are with their contest picks coming up next hour we'll dive into the rest of the games for week nine lightning bets an hour from now when we get back our favorite props for the weekend where what are we thinking on props including maybe who's going to lead the nfl on passing yards for week number nine Joe G. Aaron Hawks for Becky UL Daily, as always, right here on the Becky Network.